We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Maps Step Back Podcast. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning, ball in the airline center, we about to get litty, Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up off the porch, how you reckon with his force, third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth, look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas, airline serving as the palace, young team and it's full of talent, want revenge, we accept the challenge, Luca carrying a legacy, what it take to be an MVP, being great, know it cost a fee, know it really Really ain't that hard to see. Hold on, wait. Silence the critics, cause they never did it. Pass out Jordan, I woke up the city. Map shoot hot like we straight out the chimney. Go back to Batman, I'm calling them Drizzy. Both triple doubles, I'm waiting on 50. Step back smoother, you know it's so filthy. If I get down on my team, gonna lift me. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left that. No, we gotta get back. No, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left that. No, we gotta get back. Like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Math Step Back Live. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and DallasBasketball.com colleague, Matt Galatson. Uh, guys, the, the Mavs, they, they've done a lot since the last time we've been on here. We, uh, we've been kind of busy. We've been doing more than one pot a week up until uh, the last week, and then, you know, we kind of got busy and weren't able to come on until later this week, but... They had a big win over the Brooklyn Nets, uh, followed by two blowout wins over the Cavs, and then they had that disappointing uh, almost 30-point loss to the Memphis Grizzlies night before last, and then they bounced back here 
last night with a huge win over the over the Pelicans, who were you know shorthanded, but a win is a win. And Kristaps Porzingis came back. Uh, he was very good uh, in his return in limited minutes. Uh, Luca he started out the game rocky, like he did in the Memphis game, but then in the second quarter he exploded. Uh, so overall, it, it was a really good win for the Mavs to uh, avoid disaster <laughs> because because the way that Memphis game went, uh, it, it kind of had you worried because uh, this close to the playoffs, as well as they had been playing, knowing that they basically controlled their own destiny for the fifth seed to have them lose by nearly thirty uh, to a Memphis team that was that, that didn't have. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Grayson Allen, uh, and somebody. Oh, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, who kills the Mavs. Uh, so they they didn't have those three guys versus Mavs All Star. Yes, I mean he he. I mean, look, he's good as it is, but he 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 always raises his game to another level. He's like prime Shaq when he plays against the Mavs. Uh, so they should have had that one. They didn't get it though, but they bounced back against the. Pelicans and then the Houston Rockets they were down by I think like nine points late to the Lakers last night Matt they stormed back took the lead with less than 10 seconds left and then just completely choked it away at the end it was so frustrating like the Mavs were so close to clinching the uh, top six seed and avoiding the play-in and then the Rockets just pulled an epic tank move <laughs> there at the end. So the Mavs magic number remains at one. Uh, they can finally put an end to this themselves against the Toronto Raptors tomorrow night, Friday night. And I was looking at the Raptors injury report and they have a couple guys that are just out due to rest, but they have a lot of guys with actual injuries that are out too. So I wouldn't be shocked if the Mavs end up playing another uh, shorthanded team that's already been eliminated from from playoff contention, uh, and you know tanking, trying to get a better pick, depending on what they do tonight. And they're on the second night of a back to back. They play tonight, and then they play the Mavs uh, tomorrow night. So they have a really good shot of wrapping this thing up. Uh, the the Portland Trailblazers, they're apparently never going to lose again. <laughs> They've just been bulldozing people, and you know the Utah Jazz, who are supposedly uh, the best team in the West, they they just they didn't look like it against the Trailblazers last night. It made the Blazers look like the one seed. Um, but they played the Phoenix Suns, the two seed, tonight on the second night of a back-to-back. So, Matt, here's my thing. If, if the Blazers don't lose this one tonight, we might as well just go ahead and prepare for, you know, a matchup with the Clippers in the first round. In my, I mean, I know the Clippers could still fall to fourth and – uh, the Nuggets could uh, go up to third, but I, I don't think that'll happen. I think the Nuggets will stay at the fourth seed, and I think if the Mavs want to face them in the first round, they, they're going to have to win these last two games and have Portland lose to the Suns tonight, which, like I said, as well as they've been playing, I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, if if, if any if they were going to lose a game as hot as they've been lately, tonight will be the night because Phoenix – they're really good. Uh, they're they're not on the second night of a back to back. They've already lost two straight. I don't see the Suns team 
or I wouldn't think this Suns team would lose three straight or want to lose three straight heading into the playoffs. Uh, so I, I expect a, a big game from them tonight, and hopefully it'll thrust the Mavs back into that fifth spot. So uh, what, what are your thoughts on the game last night, and what are your thoughts about you know what the Mavs have in front of them in these last two games before the postseason? Well, obviously I was a little concerned uh, the way the game started with Luka because you know, he didn't play well against Memphis. So um, for for a minute, some weird thoughts started creeping into my head like, oh, my God, he's – He's worn down. He's getting worn down at the worst time. This is not good. Um, but, you know, obviously he rebounded. So, um, it, I mean, it was a big win. It's it's nice to to end a team season. That always feels good, uh, especially Zion. Um, I know the NBA is just heartbroken that, that uh, the Pelicans have been eliminated and Zion won't be in the playoffs. But you know, hey, hey, I, I think they'll be fine though because they're <laughs> they're likely to have uh, LeBron and Steph in the first play-in game. <laughs> well, yes, of course, but I'm sure they would have loved to have had you know sure, LeBron yeah. and Steph in one, and then Zion and whoever in the other one, right? And have them play each other in the second, right? Instead of the Spurs, <laughs> right? But you know, overall, I mean, it's it's a huge win. Um, all the concerns we've had this season, all the the moaning and 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 all this stuff that we've done, you know, this team's still one game away from being out of the play in and in the playoffs and and all that. So um, it's it's just a massive win. And you know, these last two games, um, I, you know me, I'm never going to be the guy that is. Oh, this team that has players out. That means it's an easy win because you know. I'm the ultimate pessimist. You know, the the games that this team loses, I mean, you, you saw it against Memphis, 30-point loss without those guys in the game. So I'm I'm never going to be the guy that that takes it easy on that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, hopefully Toronto's given up and hopefully uh, the Mavs can wrap this thing up tonight and we can kind of just coast into the, uh, the playoffs and, and give everybody a night off or whatever they want to do. Um, so well, and I mean, we'll Toronto, and Toronto is one of those teams where I think the Mavs already know, like, okay, we can't sleepwalk through this one because they got the. I mean, they got trump, uh, trumped by them earlier this season. You know, <laughs> they mm-hmm. in, in well, I was about to say in Toronto, it was in Tampa, but uh, same thing. Know, that, that was a game where you know the Raptors had started out the season really rough. You know they. It didn't look like they were even going to be in play-in discussion at that point, and the Mavs just got completely manhandled. Uh, so that they know what they're like this year already, and so I think they'll have a sense of urgency, and I, I think they know that you know they can't take any more of these uh, these last two games lightly. Because uh, to me, the one after I think the Raptors game, I, I really do think they'll end up winning that one just because of the the roster situation for Toronto and them already being eliminated and given what happened the last time the Mavs and Raptors play I think they'll I think they'll want to avoid that as much as possible but the the season finale that one's going to be kind of weird because they're playing the Minnesota Timberwolves who have you know been playing pretty good basketball here lately and for some weird reason, the NBA decided to make all of the season finale games between uh, noon 
in three o'clock. Like, I, I, I don't understand why they did that, but <laughs> that just seems like, uh, it could, it could end up being one of those weird games where, you know, Luca has that hair that looks like he just woke up from a, a four hour nap and <laughs> he's not ready to play or something like that. So I, I'm more concerned about that last one than I am the Toronto one, but I think it's very plausible to say that this team can uh, end the season uh, 2-0 and in these last two games, and we just have to hope that uh, the, the Portland Trailblazers slip up somewhere along the way because, like I said, they play the Suns tonight, second night of a back-to-back. The Suns team has already lost two in a row, and I really just I, – I, it's hard for me to imagine this – as good as this Suns team has been, it's hard for me to imagine them losing – three consecutive games. If they do, I mean, the Suns and Jazz are reeling, man. I mean, I it wouldn't shock – I don't think the Suns will, but it wouldn't shock me if the Jazz end up losing in the first round with the way they've played lately. But uh, So, Chris Stops Porzingis came back, Matt. Uh, he looked surprisingly not rusty, you know, for, for being out for two weeks. Uh, he came out and, you know, was in a rhythm and uh, he was showing you what he can bring to this team when he's, you know, fully healthy, fully engaged. Now, it is, it is funny that uh, even though the Mavs won by like 20-something and they were up 30 at the time, he was still like a negative one in the box score. <laughs> That's something to keep an eye on, but. Uh, like I told our, our buddy Kirk last night when he mentioned that, you know, it, that's, I'll take that over Maxi being a negative one billion in the Memphis game uh, the night before. So we'll, we'll see uh, how that progresses into the playoffs. But like we saw against the Clippers last year, I think if you have KP at full strength and he's fresh and he can avoid any contact injuries because that was a very unfortunate thing with the meniscus last year. Uh, when he bumped knees with the, with some, I forgot who it was he bumped knees with. But uh, if you can keep him healthy, you have a shot to beat anybody. And like I said, well, how this Suns Blazers game goes tonight will determine if we start prepping ourselves mentally for the Clippers or the Nuggets. In my opinion. Yeah. No. I uh, look. <clears throat> either way, it's going to be really tough. Um, I. I I know you you are uh, of the opinion that they need to take on the Nuggets, and that's that's fine. I, I I'm not a big fan of of doing either one. Um, it's especially with the Clippers, they have like 15 guys shooting above 40 percent or something like that from three. So um, either matchup is going to be really tough. I think it's just important that they finish these, these games out because no matter you know matter, no matter what happens, it's, it's going to be a difficult matchup. So they just need to go through these next couple games, stay healthy, um, you know, get everything taken care of, make sure you know, just just get all their ducks in a row before the playoffs because no matter what, it's going to be really. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Difficult. Um, my question to you is, and you talked a little bit about Maxi. What happened to Maxi? I know the COVID thing. I know the, you know, it's difficult to come back from, but it's, it's been all season. Everybody else has seemed to come back and Maxi's still really struggled. Um, and if they're going to, you know, if they're going to take on the Nuggets or take on the Clippers, they're going to need him um, to be, to be what he was last season defensively. And he hasn't been that so far. So it's, yeah, it's a difficult situation with that. I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge red flag for me because they don't have anybody else that can do what he does really. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, it, it's sad for me to see it because Maxie, I mean, he's one of my he's one of my favorite players on the team. You know, just he's one of the guys that was willing to do the dirty work. Uh, he worked his butt off these last few years working on his three point shot. Uh, really good locker room guy. I mean, just overall, just just an excellent role player. You know, it's, it's exactly what you want from a role player, a guy who can uh, light it up offensively, a guy who blocks shots, plays great defense, and, you know, everybody gets along with him. But I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to understate the COVID stuff because, like I've told you before, I mean, I had it. And, I mean, it was it was multiple months before I even – felt near normal again and I know I I, I get it these professional athletes you know they probably handle it they probably would handle it better than I would but you just never know I mean it treats everybody differently Uh, but it does seem like that was the turning point for Maxi you know as far as his defensive abilities Uh, because ever since then he just it just seems like that zapped his powers and then another thing like uh, our guy Kevin Gray in the chat here just mentioned uh, he said he thinks the Achilles injury is worse than what they're letting on. I mean, I, I agree with that, too. I mean, he's been dealing with this Achilles thing, and, you know, we've seen it with Dwight Powell when he tore his Achilles, and he's been going through the recovery of that all season, uh, trying to get back in a rhythm. It takes a long time to get over Achilles stuff. Like, even if it's not, even if it's not like a tear, if it's close to a tear, you know, if you have issues with the Achilles, it just takes a while to get right again. Uh, you know, we might not even see J.J. Reddick <laughs> the rest of this season 
uh, because of his Achilles issue. He left the Pelicans game last night, and it was announced that he's out for at least, you know, the rest of the regular season. Uh, so my hope there is that they're just being cautious. Um, it's that would be a huge blow. I mean, I know, you know, he's 37. He's not what he used to be, but he still provides a very um, different dynamic offensively than anything else they have off of the bench. Um, you know, Tim is right. Tim, but but um, but JJ is just something else, and. That, I think that would be critical for the for the uh, for a playoff push, and it just it would be a huge blow if he's not. Yeah, they need they need JJ as an extra option, you know, just in case the offense gets in a funk. You know, they need that guy off the bench to where, you know, if if Rick if he's playing uh, if he's overextending Trey Burke like what we saw last night. It, you know, I thought the Pelicans were about to get back into that game because he had uh, Trey Burke guarding uh, Kira Lewis, <laughs> and that was not working at all. Kira Lewis scored like 11 straight points uh, on Trey Burke, and they had to call a timeout, and then they finally uh, – Rick had to put the starters back in. But, you know, I, I feel like if you're in that kind of situation, you wouldn't have to go back to your starters. You could just switch out Burke for Reddick and, uh, you know, hopefully provide a spark and have it go the, the opposite direction. So it does hurt. I mean, I don't I, I don't anticipate Reddick being a huge part of, you know, the postseason rotation, like game to game. But I, I could see him being like, you know, in that Paja Stoyakovich role that we saw in 2011 from that team. You know, right. Paja didn't play every game. You know, or if right. he, he didn't play a lot of minutes every game, but he was a vital part to that run. So, right, and I think that's exactly why they brought him in, because um, you know they—that's something that they have been missing. Just that streaky three-point shooter, or not streaky, but that 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 uh, you know, efficient three-point shooter that can just come off the bench and just hit shots, and um. You know, Peja was obviously great in that role, and he was towards the end of his career during that 2011 run, and, and I think Reddick is kind of the same. The only difference between the two, really, is Reddick has a podcast. So, it, it, to me, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a key role. It's not the most critical role on the team, but it's a key role. And, um, <laughs> by the way, you mentioned Burt getting uh, smoked by Kira Lewis. The, the same, the same Trey Burke that put the clamps down a week ago. What was that on Steph or who? who oh man, game? yeah, I, somebody, <laughs> somebody. Like, how does that uh, happen? Somebody tweeted at me last night when I I mentioned it because I, I tweeted out like, "Okay, Rick, it, it's time to take Trey Burke off of Kira Lewis. It's not working." And I forgot who it was. Somebody tweeted back at me and was just like, "I feel like Trey Burke is only getting this extended run that he's been getting the last couple of games." just because of how he played against Steph in that one game, <laughs> which, which I, I could see that. Cause I, I couldn't believe that, you know, as well as Josh Green has played recently, um, you know, with his energy and his passing and uh, his defense and all that. I mean, the offense is definitely still a work in progress, but he's been a spark plug off the bench lately. And then Rick just completely ignored him last night, basically. So, 
Well, uh, we, all, we all know how much uh, how much Rick likes his small guards, so I think he desperately wants the, the Trey Burke thing to work out. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I'll give Trey his credit, though, because, I mean, he really, he really did put the clamps on Steph. I've never seen Trey Burke play defense the way he did in that game. That was incredible. Uh, but, you know, we've seen what Trey Burke is capable, capable of. He, he was a big reason why the Mavs were able to take the Clippers to six games, even with all the injuries they had last year. He was amazing. So I hope we get to see Bubble Burke again. Uh, in the postseason, and he can be a spark plug, but you know it's just you, you know it's 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 like the rest of the Mavs roster. There's a lot of streaky guys. You just have to you just have to hope that it all comes together at the right time. So, but like I said, if, as long as Luca and KP are healthy, uh, and I guess you know Tim Hardaway Jr. too, I'll throw him in there too because he's been incredible uh, in this final stretch of the season. Uh, as long as those three are healthy. I'm going to give the Mavs a fighting chance against anybody they go up against. I would prefer to play sure. the Nuggets in the first round, uh, but you know, no, no first round series is going to be easy. And I do think they're capable of beating the Clippers. They don't have Montrezl Harrell anymore, who just, oh my gosh, his energy really gives the Mavs problems. Even though he didn't have a great series last year, you know, there were still moments that where he provided the Clippers with a spark uh, just because of his energy and. You know, the Mavs can't prevent him from getting rebounds and all that good stuff. So they don't have him. They do have Rondo now, but I'd be more no, optimistic no, about playing the Clippers this year. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take that trade out, Rondo for for Harrell. Yeah, um, <laughs> which given Harrell's been bad for the Lakers this year, but you know he wasn't for the Clippers. He was six man yeah, of the year. It doesn't matter because against the Mavericks, he's good. <laughs> and that's yeah. and that's where it makes a difference. <laughs> you know, Montrez Harrell, he he might be uh he might be like one of the ultimate versus Mavs all stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like the all time Mavs all against Mavs all star team is like DJ Augustine, uh you know, Harrell's in there, uh Valanchunas is in there. I mean, you can name the other two, but it's he. I mean, he's a top fiver for sure. There was some dude on the on the Grizzlies that kept hitting shots that I've oh. never heard of in my life. It was he was like a Kelly Oubre. It's one of them. There was some dude on the Grizzlies. He was like a made up two K player. But anyway, <laughs> um, oh, Amar says this was not in the MFL. MFFL group, not many people will get notified. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I always debate on whether I need to do the uh, that group or the the Mavs Reddit group because the Reddit one has like three hundred more people in it. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> we do, we just kind of go with the flow with this locker room stuff. Uh, okay, so look, this one this one isn't basketball related, but it was asked in the chat, and so uh, I'll bring it up now, but. Kevin, he said, uh, I want to hear about your budding relationship with uh, Mavrello Bol- Bolovich. I can't okay, can I start this one? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Kevin, my fellow uh, 105.3 The Fan employee, um, this Mavrello Bolovich, I don't even, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing <laughs> it right, is the dumbest effing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. 
It's not funny. It's not cute. It doesn't provide any value. It's just this stupid, viral, dumb idea that Mark Cuban, I guess, thought up in his sleep. And he's now forcing it onto us. I mean, he sends pictures of dirty sporks. Like, what are they doing? It's it's an embarrassment. It is a complete embarrassment. And it's it's also, like, kind of slightly, like, culturally insensitive because it's, like, this – it's obviously it's obviously playing on the, like like this Eastern European stuff with like uh, with Luca and and KP and um, and Boban and it's got that that accent and it's, it, but it's like he's also got like you know screwed up teeth and like it, it it's just it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen and it makes it's, no sense. It's very questionable at best. <laughs> I'll put I'll put it that way. It's uh it's it's almost like. Like I don't know how the Mavs themselves would explain it. I don't know if it's like a way to get uh, to get younger fans, kids, you know, more interested in it. You know, I I, I don't know. You know, whatever it is, they. But what, what are they kids? Try. Why are kids going to be interested in a in an ugly talking basketball that like makes bad jokes? Matt, like, have kids, you seen Have you seen some of the kids shows these days? I get it, but like. <laughs> Kids are interested in like uh, in like Champ or like Mavsman or where whatever his, I can't remember his name right now. Um, the guy in the basketball suit. I can't. I, I don't know why his name is slipping my head. Slipping my Mavsman. Um, you're talking about Mavsman. Is that what his name is? I can't remember. Yeah, it's Mavsman. You need to. Uh, I forgot who it. Oh, Dick Nowitzki. Uh, on Twitter, the Squish or whatever. He lost his account for a while. He's always trolling uh, Mavs Reddit with that creepy Mavs Man thing where his eyes are bugged out. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that. <laughs> yeah, Mavs Man. I mean, but still, like, those guys, kids will get into that stuff because, like, they can interact with them. Kids are going to look up at the video screen and be like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back to eating my popcorn and looking at my phone. <laughs> well, look, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's one of those things. It, it came out of nowhere. They, they, the first hint that they gave that you know this was going to be a thing, they literally all they did the day of that first Lakers game. Uh, you know, they had a back-to-back deal with the Lakers recently, and or April twenty-second, and on the day of the game, all they did was post a picture of a dirty spork. That said, that just had the date on it, four twenty two twenty one, and it was a dirty spork. And everybody's just like, "What? <laughs> what is this? Like, what are you doing?" I, I think it made more people mad than if you, uh, you know, it made more people mad than getting more people excited about you know whatever it was they were going to debut. So I don't overall, know a single person that likes it. Look, if, I mean, if anybody I, in this chat likes it, you please tell me, and then I will fight you. <laughs> But there's, look, there's I, nobody that likes it. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not like advocating for it. I have less than, you know, I have backed down from my stance on just, you know, just being completely against it because it is a thing that they're leaning into and it's not going to go away anytime soon. So, I mean, I, I've just, I've just embraced it and, you know, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Keenan has this way of like leaning into stuff that nobody else wants. Well, my my theory when they first started it was that this is just a, another way for Mark Cuban to get into his uh, 
how to even say it correctly, but this is a way for him to get more of those uh, video clips that you know he's selling to people as as memorabilia. Yeah, NFTs. Yeah, NFTs. Yeah, he's gonna have uh, some of those with Mavrello that he's gonna pawn off. <laughs> I'm sure they'll sell like hotcakes. What a brilliant plan! Yeah, go for a lot of money. But anyway, uh, anyway, sorry, we spent way too much time talking about Mavrello. See what he's doing to us? Um, oh my God, we're falling into the trap. Yeah, this was his plan. <laughs> way too much time talking about that. But anyway, all right. So, like again, uh, the Mavs they they come up with a big bounce back win against the Pels. They eliminate the Pelicans uh, from playing contention. And now they are a, they're still a full game ahead of the Lakers with the tiebreakers. So they only have to win one of these last two games uh, to secure a top six seat. But they likely, I mean, they, they likely have to win both of the remaining games and have Portland lose tonight uh, in order to get the fifth seed. So, all right, Matt, we're at the end here. We're about to take off, but I mean, what are, what's your gut feeling for this final stretch, who do you think the Mavs will end up playing in playoffs? Uh, I think they go. I think they win um, against Toronto. I think they drop the last game because they wrap things up, and, um, and then I think they end up playing the Clippers. And I think we get a a a, a, a sweet revenge opportunity from last season. I, I mean that 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 I would love that, and like I said, I do think the Mavs are capable of beating the Clippers uh, in a series. We saw it last year when they were shorthanded. I think they could definitely do it this year because they have all these guys like Brunson and Willie Collystein and Dwight Powell who's been playing well. Uh, they just have more of an opportunity uh, to make some noise there. So I'm gonna say though, I really do think they're gonna win these final two games. And I have a lot of confidence in the Suns tonight. I shouldn't say that because of how hot the Blazers have been. But I, I, I said it earlier, I would be shocked if this Suns team drops three games in a row. I just don't see it happening. Not this close mm. to the playoffs. <laughs> and on the second night of a back-to-back, I think CP3 and Devin Booker and Aiton and you know that, that whole crew, I think they're going to take it personally. And I think the Blazers are going to drop a game tonight. And it's going to thrust the Mavs back into the fifth seed. So, <clears throat> um, the Blazers. Here's my thing with the Blazers, real quick. They have this guy named Dame, and when there's a, a clutch situation, Dame seems to do pretty well. So um, that's the that's thing. My, the, the that's my big to, concern there. <laughs> that's the thing. The Suns have to make it a non-clutch situation. <laughs> yeah, they just have to just drag them through the mud. The main thing with the Blazers is they just haven't they, they just don't miss lately. They I think they're averaging like 130 or a little over 130 points a game over their last 10. I mean, they've just been they've been scorching the nets. And I mean, it's kind of similar to what they did last year. They 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 played so well in the bubble. They won so many clutch games and spent a lot of energy digging themselves out of a hole and then they got into the playoffs and they fizzled out against the Lakers mm-hmm. in the first round. So, all right, guys. Uh, is there anything else any of you would like to talk about, or is is there anything you'd like to talk about, Matt? No, I'm good, man. I, uh, 
Well, guys, we don't want to talk about Mavrello again. No, no, that, that'll be the that's the first and the last time we will ever mention him on this podcast. I guarantee you. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't speak for anybody else bringing him up. It's the last time I'll bring him up. I know that's for sure. <laughs> I'm surprised the room didn't go down to like two people after we even mentioned his name. So thank you guys for staying and listening through that. <laughs> All right. But we appreciate it, guys. That's going to do it for another episode of Math Step Back Live. Uh, we'll see how this weekend goes. We may have another one for you guys, uh, you know, a season finale podcast. Uh, we're going to have our guy Grant, uh, who's in the ch- uh, in the room here, uh, DallasBasketball.com. He is a great X's and O guy. Uh, he's very good at breaking down matchups and, you know, seeing what the Mavs need to do. Uh, to win against whoever they end up playing in the playoffs. So we're going to have him on the podcast before the Mavs uh, play whoever they're playing, and uh, we'll get some great insight there from him. So, guys, we appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next time. Let me step back for a minute. 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 It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.